Welcome to episode six with Pam Lefkowitz. Welcome to the Capitalize on Your Idea podcast, helping you take any idea and making it a reality. Here's the man who did it and now teaches it, Justin Escar. What is up, Capitalizers out there? Uh, welcome to another episode of Capitalize on Your Idea, the podcast. This is episode six. I'm super excited about this episode. Uh, I got my good friend Pam on the show, and we talk about her app, Design Knit. She did exactly what Appleize is all about. She has a day job, then she went out and she created an application, an app on the App Store, just for fun. She did it actually it's just something else that she does outside of her normal jet, her job, which is an Apple consultant. She decided to create this this uh, design application for knitters so that way they can get their patterns done. So she actually has the core concepts of capitalizing, which I think is, is awesome. And I think you guys will really enjoy the interview. Um, just want to talk a little bit what's going on here. Capitalize uh, on your idea, bring your idea to f- bring any idea to fruition is out on Amazon. So check that out. Thanks so much for everybody for leaving comments on the podcast and sending me some wonderful emails. Um, I just want to really thank the audience and thank you guys for listening to these podcasts. And I hope that I hope you guys get something from this. And I hope you guys learn that anyone can do this. You know, we talk so much about coming up with the idea and marketing the idea that you realize that like you you create this this thing from nothing and it's this innovation and this it becomes like your baby it comes almost childlike and you want to take care of it and watch it grow and do all these things and and that's really what it's about um on top of the ability to make some money which you know people say you need to have passion and be in love with what you're doing and that money comes second and that's kind of true because you know some people would love to just sit and write blog posts about i don't know smurfs or muppets or you know, books or whatever. And, but if they didn't get paid, they're not gonna be able to eat. And if they can't eat, they can't write. So, you know, the money part helps obviously. Um, so I hope you guys like today's episode with Pam Lefkowitz. Before we jump in, I want to mention today's sponsor. It is Watchman Monitoring. Know before it's too late with Watchman Monitoring. Uh, check it out. www.watchmanmonitoring.com slash capitalize and get yourself a free 30 day trial for Watchman Monitoring. If you are an Apple consultant or a Linux uh, IT consultant and soon a Windows version is going to be out, you guys need to check out Watchman Monitoring. It's a great program. Um, It actually just saved one of my clients the other day that wasn't backing up their data. And uh, we got there just in the nick of time, which it always seems to be like that, right? So thanks for Watchman Monitoring for sponsoring today's episode. And I hope you guys enjoy the interview with Pam Lefkowitz. Today we're with Pam Lefkowitz, owner of Core Computing Technologies Incorporated in Chicago. Pam, how are you doing today? I'm well, thanks. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, so Pam and I, have we met uh, officially at the first MacTech conference, but we've known each other a very long time because we're both Apple consultants. Yes. And Pam... Uh, did exactly what Appitalize is all about, and that is you have a day job as an Apple consultant, and yet you created an app called Design Knit, right. completely unrelated to anything Apple consulting. And mm-hmm. I wanted to talk to you today about that whole process. 
Okay. So, so how did you, let's start with the base. How did you come up with the idea for Design It? Um, you know, I think everything we do is based out of our own personal need. So I'm a knitter and I, there, there are a couple of different ways to knit. You can knit by, by pattern pros. So it's written out, you know, do this four times, do this eight times, or you can knit by chart, which is sort of, um, it, most charts are done on like a graph paper and there are symbols in there. And you, if you, by reading the symbols, you sort of have to learn another language by reading the symbols, you create the pattern in your, uh, in your fabric. So there, I can't, you know, I can't remember the epiphany moment, but it was it was based out of a need. It was, you know, I'd really like to be able to write this down, but I'm really tired of having to open up Word or Excel and make myself some graph paper all the time. And I really want it to be digital because I don't want to have to scan it, you know, do it by hand and then scan it. And And so I went looking online for something that would do this. And... There, there are apps that are super expensive that will do charting. There are, there was one place on the web that had, you know, I didn't spend enough time on it, but it, it had to be some kind of Java console. Um, that for, the, did well, for, most, for those who don't know, Java is just a, a language um, that could be programmed on the internet. So it, it was some kind of, whatever kind of web app they were using, um, it did a nice, it did a nice job, but it's still, but you couldn't export from it. So you couldn't send it to other things. You had to do printing screenshot. It just wasn't really effective. Um, so I said, huh, wouldn't it be nice if, and, and that's where it started. It started from the, wouldn't it be nice if. That's awesome. So like it, I've I've told this before. I've said this before a million times. You found something that you needed in your yeah. personal life. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me. And you said, "This could exist. We can make this, and this should be available." Exactly. Um, and now, are you are you like in a, a like a, a knitting group? Did you talk to anybody about this, or did you just go like gung ho and straight into it? <laughs> I went gung ho and straight into it. I um, there's there's little time in my life to go running around to any more groups than I already run around to. <laughs> um, and work and, you know, raise the whole thing. They'll raise the family. They're, you know, there's just, there's only so. If I could have day doubler and and get 48 hours in each of my 24, I'd be good. <laughs> yeah, everybody's everybody's stressed for time. Right. So I, I did this all on my own based on what I wanted to have happen. Okay. And I thought, well, if... I'm wanting to have this. Somebody else wants this too, because it's never just one person wanting something. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. I mean, even without the research, you knew that this was something that there must have been a market for, and people, right. you know, there's a lot of people who knit, obviously, and there's whether they're tech savvy or not. You know, like you said, there was very expensive apps, and then there was this complex one on the internet. There, there had to have been someone else, at least one other person who wanted this. Right. And there was nothing I went, I did a search on the app store and I did a search on the iTunes store and there was nothing for iPad or iOS or, or iPhone rather that did anything like what I wanted. 
Um, there were there were things that designed an entire garment. That's not what I was after. I was after just designing a particular stitch pattern. So so it was one very specific thing that I was trying to do. You found that niche, right? And um, and there was nothing else out there. I, I I think I must have purchased nearly every knitting app in the store. <laughs> not all of them. But most of them. You could tell the ones that weren't going to have anything to do with it. So, so yeah, there was nothing, there was nothing out there to fill that need. And um, Did you buy those other apps just to see what they can do or because you wanted to see what they were offering or like, and to see how you could be different? Or were you, like, what was the purpose of buying all those other, the other apps? Well, some, I started out buying them to see if they would do what I was looking to do. Then I started buying them to see if my quote-unquote competition was offering anything. So it sort of morphed. It started one way, morphed to another. Right, to see you were using, looking for your own personal gain and turned into, let's say, competition research. Right. Right. Okay, so you had your idea. You had your epiphany. You knew what you wanted. Uh, you're not a coder like me. <laughs> Again, we don't have enough time in the day to do that kind of exactly. stuff. Exactly. Uh, so exactly. what did you, how'd you get this done? What was the next step for you? You know, the, the, I, this idea and a couple of others were running around in my head. And then, you, then we went to Mac tech that year. It was the first Mac tech. And, um, I honestly had no idea how to go about doing this at all. And you gave the talk about, um, outsourcing it. And I thought, well, that's great, but you and I have some differing opinions on how to do that. And that's okay. <laughs> I'm glad we can get along. <laughs> uh, we always get along. Um, but I met somebody there who, who does app development. I had no idea what he was really all about until after he and I had been working together for a while which is hysterical to me. Um, but we were introduced to each other, and, and I think you were in that conversation. Maybe. And, and Nate was in that conversation, and Rich was in that conversation. And so we traded cards, and, you know, I, Rich, I got some ideas, and he goes, sure, give me a call. And, and we got together, we got a phone call together, and, and we started... I said, here's, here's my idea, and I think, I think it can go really well. What do you think? And, and he quizzed me for a really long time before engaging, before we did any kind of engaging. Because um, he wanted to make sure it was something he could handle. Right. So even though I had done, now that, at that first Mac Tech, I think I did like an eight-minute presentation on it. Mm-hmm. And even though I had said, go outsourcing, and you were like, I don't know, you ended up possibly actually outsourcing to Rich because Rich does the coding. Yes. Yeah. Um, I have. I. It, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The answer is just yes. <laughs> the answer is just yes. Yeah, We're not going to the politics of, of of the yes, but yes. <laughs> right. Okay. So so you you teamed up with Rich. He quizzed you. He was able to take it on. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you come up with the the layout and the designs, or was that all on Rich? Um, I, I had a very basic needs list. Um, 
you know, this, this page needs to have this and this on it. And it really, for my purposes, only needed two things um, in the functional touchy space. Um, after that, it was what can we do with a, fi with a finished product? And that's all menu bar items. Okay. Um, I knew I wanted to add a little depth to it. So I had to come up with actually a, uh, a second feature of, of the app, which has been pretty stagnant, but that's okay. I, we have a, a new version that's going to be, that we're working on now that's going to, um, that's going to expand some of the features. So I, I came up with the what we need. He came up with a basic design, and then I called my designer. And I said, Julia, I want you to take a look at this. And, um, and here's a really interesting thing. She said, I can't look at it because I don't own an iPad. And since this is an iPad-only app, I said, well... Go to the store I'll and buy one. <laughs> no, 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 no. She couldn't, act, she couldn't afford to buy one. It, it wasn't in her budget at the okay. time. I said, well, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to buy you an iPad, and that's going to be my payment. Wow. And that's exactly what I did. I went out, I got her an iPad, and, um, and she did the design work on the, on the app. She awesome. did, you know, the, yeah, we're, it, it benefits everybody. You know what? She gets to use that iPad forever and ever, or you know, however long an iPad lasts. Until iOS 9 comes out, and then all exactly. the iPads are done. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, you know, and I didn't get her a bottom-of-the-line one. I got her one that was functional. You know that she'd be able to actually work with and uh, and work on and and it's she's still using it here a couple of years later and and it's great for her she's she's gotten a lot of a lot of mileage out of that. So this is pretty awesome because so that means you took your idea you outsourced not only the coding but you also outsourced the design work and instead of paying necessarily for the design work, mm -hmm. you bartered something that's in your field let's say the iPad right. for. Uh, you said Ju Julia's um, mm -hmm. for Julia's design work for right. the for the app. Right, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that actually worked out super well, um, and we're both real happy with the way it turned out. She she had a vested interest because she's a she's a, a fabrics kind of girl. You know, she's into fibers, and and so she was happy to see it go as well. It gives her it it added also to her. Uh, resume if you will right because now she can say well sure i do design work for apps so okay so now you have your design and you yes. have your you have the base richard built the base and now you're saying to yourself okay so what do we do now so what was did you they finish the app you put it up on the app store i'm assuming mm -hmm. um then what what was the next thing that happened um the next thing that happened is pretty quickly I started getting some emails from people. Um, they, either they, they either didn't know how to do something or, or something that they felt was key was missing. And, and so then you have to deal with the customer support section of it. Right. Fortunately, I haven't had anybody tell me they hate the app. They bought it and they were sorry. Nobody, nobody has said that, which oh, that's awesome. thrills me. Um. We did have to do some updates pretty quickly. You know, within the first month, I'd say it was out. I think we did one or one update. 
in the first year, I think we we totaled three updates in the first year or two, um, or year, year and a half, something like that. We did three updates. It wasn't a lot because there really wasn't a lot to add. Right. Um. Now we're in a position. Now I'm I when I get respect when I get requests. I get requests with actually some super great suggestions in them. So I uh, so so in, what's happening now is that we are in the process of making an, another version of the app, a pro version, if you will. Okay. And with what we're going to do with that is add some features that people. That many people have asked for. So if if I got ten re, ten people who wrote me and said, "Hey, we really want to be able to do X, Y, Z," so that's something I'm going to put in the regu- the, the I pro care, version. The pro version, right? Um, because I figure a bunch more people are going to want it too. And in fact, I have one woman who wrote me this super list. This, like it's a long list. It was like five items, but they were great suggestions, and and that actually became my pro list. And I said, and I went back and I said, well, if I were to put all these in, would you pay X dollars for the app? She said, and her response was, I'd pay twice that. Wow, that's awesome. So I won't, yeah, I won't go twice that, but but I I think we've come up with a reasonable plan for um, for an update. Now, do you think that? For I mean, this one woman is an exception by saying like I would pay double that. But like, do you feel that if you release a, a pro version, and I'm putting you on the spot with this one, your regular mm-hmm. your regular one's four ninety nine, and whatever your pro version is going to be, do you mm-hmm. feel that you're going to be alienating people by having a second version, this pro version, where they need to essentially buy the app all over again? Yeah, that's a that's a problem, and and I I think we, it's just one of those things we have to deal with. This app's been out two years. I haven't put out any paid updates. Um, you know, we live in a we live in a funny community in the Mac in the Apple community. I, I would say the Mac community, but now it's expanded. It's the Apple community where we think we we buy something once and we never have to pay for it again. Right. And um, and that's mostly and that's true just, for the App Store. Right. Well, and and it's because when when you know years ago you just didn't get charged for software, um, and it was easy to it was easy to steal it. Right. So now people actually want realize that they're going to make money from their software, and and they should make money. They have expenses. Um. So so I I will risk alienating some people. I I realize that. So I'm adding some things to the not pro version as well. Okay. Um, and I won't charge for that as an update. Right. Well, that's cool. I mean, uh, uh, you know, these are things that anyone who's developing, especially an app, needs to take into consideration because mm-hmm. the one, you, there are no paid updates on the App Store in in right. not only iOS but in Android and in Windows. It's it's the same. So when you build your app version one and you get their first hundred people Mm -hmm. they're lifetime owners of your app no matter whether you do an update or not 
And uh, there have been stories of people who have kind of skated by by saying, like, this is the last version we're doing of this. And if you want the new version, you need to buy the new name of it. And then you get charged again. And that really kind of, like, leaves a bad taste in people's mouths. So it's... it's, uh, But it's really hard. So what do you do? You just shut down after your first version? Okay. Right. So that's the problem is because you, you are, your new updates need to attract new people more so than worrying about the people you would have. And it becomes a support nightmare a little bit because right. someone who's paid four ninety nine for your app over the course of, let's say, five years gets five different versions. You have to keep supporting them over five years and all you've made was $4.99. Exactly. It's impossible. You can't run a business that way. You cannot run a business like that. But what you can do is come up with other versions or find right. uh, in-app purchases is a great way to make I have not done that with mine um, I opted to not do that That I, I don't know why and I don't know that I'll keep doing that like maybe I'll do the in-app purchase for the not pro version actually can I give you, I'm going to give you a tip I'm going to do this on the air because we do this with sign my pad good um, we have sign my pad and we have sign my pad pro so my pad is uh, $3.99. So my pad pro is $19.99. What we've done is for people who want to go to pro in Sign pad five, our latest version, we actually have an in-app purchase that lets you go up to the pro features. Oh, for just the difference for just the difference. Well, we charge like an extra dollar or something like that. Um, right. or a dollar. I think that it's a dollar less or so, however the math works. Um, okay. and that well, way, that if you have the original, you still can, you can always upgrade to pro if you need it. I, I am writing that one down. <laughs> no, that's good. That's good. I can do that. That way you don't alienate people. In, right. For the, for the most part. For the most part. There's still plenty of people who get angry about that. And I'm like, I don't understand what you're angry about. but Right. Right. You, you give them all the options. You, yeah. You give them the options. You can't make everybody happy all the time with this kind of stuff. Right. So yeah. how do you get the – how have you been marketing the app and how are you going to get out there to, to tell people about it? I actually, I'm I'm not marketing the app at all. I haven't done anything to get, you know, periodically someone will mention something and I'll go, oh, hey, by the way, I got, I have a knitting app. Um, there, there was a, a knitting conference here in the city, here in Chicago, um, and I did a I did a giveaway, I did a drawing at a couple of you know, they have booths of fiber people. Mm-hmm. And um and I asked these folks but the the local knit shops if I could put a fishbowl on their in their booth and draw for a free app. And um and I did that. That was, you know, a while ago. A long how, while ago. how'd that work out for the people that, that didn't win? Did you see a spike in your sales? Um I did see a spike in my sales. That and what and what that cost you to do a phone call to oh, like get yeah. the fishbowl? Yeah, three phone calls. I was done. Yeah. Um, it did cost in actually having to make the drawing cards, you know, the the pull cards, right? Because I wanted them to look decent. Um. And so, and I and I stuffed a bunch of those things in. You know, I left them in bathrooms all over the hotel. <laughs> <laughs> this is where they should go. So, so I actually drew traffic to the three booths that I was that I had fishbowls at. It was kind of interesting for them. So, not only did you spike your own sales, you spiked their sales as well. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah, it was nice. It was nice. So, um, 
what do you have any big other than the pro thing what do you have any big plans for it um i don't i well i have a more more of a presence now on a on ravelry which is a knitting site um and i've started a ravelry group i i've started a design knit group on ravelry okay so there are some folks there who they actually asked me to you know when are you going to have a group so i started a group because it doesn't take any time for me um so I'll promote it there. Right. And, and you let it be organic. And I'll let it be organic, yeah. How many hours a week do you say you do work related to design it? Oh, next to none. Less than four? Oh, yeah. 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 And then, I, at the beginning, it wasn't like that. But now it's... Right. And without And without disclosing numbers or sales or whatever it is, do you feel that in a course of a week you make enough from the app not to live but to warrant the less than four hours of work a week you do um i have i will say that i have yet to recoup all my costs oh wow yeah do you think that's just because it's just not getting out there enough or um i think it's some of it is probably due to me not doing updates in a way that promote it to the top of the list. Right. Um, but there just isn't that, there just isn't that much more to add where it would be financially beneficial because, because it's outsourced every time I touch the app, it costs me money. Right. So it's, it's a bit of a bind. It's not, you know, if, if there were one of the things I'm doing with this next version is, um, asking, my developer to give me a way that I can simply update an app. Not update the actual workings of the app, but update images in the app or change text in the app. You know, things that I can say, oh, well, we fixed these things and it'll push me to the top again. Right. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, and, and he's all for it. He. He doesn't have any problem doing that. Oh, he's a nice guy then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I talk about him a lot. Uh, so that's, we're talking about Rich Warren, though, from... Uh, right. He has that book, uh, Creating iOS Apps, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And he goes around the country, does training sessions. He's um, he's really very good. Oh, well, you know what we'll do is we'll tell him that he, he was mentioned in this podcast and then... He'll yeah. go, oh, that's so great. And then he'll come on and he'll mention you and it'll be kind of just like a circle thing. And, that, right. And, and it'll be all cyclical and everybody will be happy. That'll be nice. I think he'll make for a good interview. He's a lot of fun. He's a good guy. <laughs> uh, do, do you think that if you pushed more social media-wise or if there were other places to hit, would that help? Um, is, it just a t- is it really just a time thing? I, I don't honestly know the answer to that question. I do have a Twitter handle. But the people that I already, you know, building my my day-to-day Twitter feed was not a big deal because I had this built-in, I know everybody already. Building it for design it is a bit different. Right. Because I'm not entrenched in the community. I don't own, um, you know, I'm not Vogue magazine. I'm not Knitting Daily. I'm not. 
Knitting Daily is an actual online publication. Okay. Uh, not that I am not knitting daily. Um, you know, I'm not I'm not a big player in the community, so folks don't know me. It, it's truly it's building a presence from zero. Um, and I'm not I'm not a social media expert, so I'm really not sure how to do that. Um, in that in that way, so for me, Ravelry is the way to go. Then at least there's a small there's a, a small a large enough community there that if I chat about it enough times, something will happen. Right, and that's and that's true for a lot of people where they're starting off because not everybody's a social media expert. Right, um, and when you come up with this idea, you are you are building a presence from zero. It's exactly what you yeah. said. Um, and that you need to get out there. Now, for you, there might be specific paths to take. Now, I would love to sit down and give you advice on what to do, except I know nothing about knitting, um, that, except <laughs> for the fact that my mom makes sweaters for every one of my friends who have kids. Um, you know what? She has an iPad. I'm going to make her buy your app. Um, there you go. But, uh, you know, it's, it's about knowing your audience, and you know your audience, right? You know the people in Ravelry and you started your group. So you're, you're st while the app has been out for almost two years, year and a half, two years, um, mm -hmm. you're able to find these people in the, the Ravelry group for the example and mm -hmm. get them interested in the app because they're going to be the people who will go out and pass it around. Um, so from zero, I mean, I wouldn't say, I mean, you have started at zero, but I would say you're at least... 15 to 20 percent in there because at least you know where where to go and that's right. a huge component of it right um for anyone who listens to the to the podcast we talk about this all the time where it's know your audience and target your audience go in and help them and then promote your thing as opposed to going in and punching them in the face with your app but because <laughs> so many people do that right so many people go in and say buy my stuff buy my stuff and that's not really what it's about and especially for something like this that I mean, I could be completely wrong because I don't really know, but I would assume that the knitting community is a group of very nice people. Um, Mostly, yeah. And they're not like internet trolls who are always like, I hate your stitches. Um, no, they're actually, it's really interesting that you say that because even in, even in when they've said, you know, I, I don't care for the way this works, they've actually been super nice about it. Yeah, it's 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 easy to be it's easy to be negative. No, sorry, it's hard to be negative and nice at the same time, which gives yeah. a lot of credit to these people. Yeah, to for to be able to do that, they're really good at it. Um, but being able to go to this community and talk about your product and help them, and I'm sure everybody helps one another there, uh, really will help bring up the the need for design it because while maybe you have not yet recouped your costs. You know, we haven't discussed how much. I mean, rich could have been very expensive, and that's fine. Yeah. Um, the fact is, is there are. St it's not like they're not there. It's not like there are people not buying your app, right? Regularly, yeah. irregularly, my whatever. Apps, my app sales have actually been pretty steady. You know, I and that's right great. from the beginning. They've just been. There have been spikes. But for the most part, they've been pretty steady about, you know, it's, I can almost guarantee what the what the check is going to be. Right. And that's great. Having steady sales is better than having no sales. Right. 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 And and despite the despite the 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 not recouping your costs, the fact is, is that 
you can at some point get to that point where you've recouped your costs and now you're making a profit and right. you're not doing a whole lot of work with it. And that's that's perfectly okay. That's what passive income is all about. Right. That's it. Right now it's coffee money. Right. And that's okay. Everybody needs – well, I don't drink coffee, but a lot of people right. a lot of people I know do. People get mad at me when I tell them I don't drink coffee. Nah, I drink tea. No, I don't drink coffee. I drink I drink diet, uh, diet Snapple. They're not uh, promote. I'm not promoting them in any way, shape, or form because they don't give me any money. But I drink a lot of Diet Snapple. Good lord, it's so bad for me. It's okay though. Um, and water. I drink a lot of water. Water and oh. Diet Snapple. If you're listening to the podcast and you want me to interview you, send me a case of Diet Snapple. <laughs> <laughs> Such an easy mark. Such an easy mark right there. Um, well. Pam, thanks so much for being with us. Oh, where can people find you online? Oh, uh, www.corecomputing.com. Okay, we'll put that in the show notes, and I'll definitely link the app in the notes. So, Pam, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you. All right. I hope you guys really enjoy that interview with Pam. Uh, one thing that I, I really want to take away from this this episode is that everything we do is out of our personal needs. You know, she, she made the app because she needed it. And granted, yes, she hasn't made her money back on the app as of yet. That's not stopping her from doing it. It's not always, like we said in the beginning, it's not always about the money. It helps. But, you know, using an app like her app helped her do what she loves to do as a side, which is knit. And then she made the app and it worked out. So I made this nice little synergy. So thanks to Pam for uh, being on the episode. And um, I hope you guys learned something from that, you know, you can you can outsource you can make money you can not make money you can try all these different things in the app store you have to really just go out there and do it just try it i promise you it doesn't hurt so that's it for today's uh episode guys tune in next week thanks so much please leave a comment on itunes subscribe send me an email justin at justinescar.com and we will see you next week have a good one Today's episode of Apitalize on Your Idea, the podcast, is brought to you by Watchman Monitoring. Know before it's too late with Watchman Monitoring. Sign up for a free 30-day trial at www.watchmanmonitoring.com slash Apitalize.